you're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations, all while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. Now here's your host, Robin Waite. Welcome back, everybody. It's the next episode of the Fearless Business Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Waite, the Fearless Business Coach. And in today's episode, I'm here to talk to you about how to become a better mentor and business coach. So during the six years now that I've worked as a business coach, and um, especially during circumstances like the pandemic that we've had to uh, all experienced over the last um, 12 to 18 months, I've constantly updated and improved my practices so that my clients can be taught um, by someone who is essentially operating, uh, you know, on their best form at the best level um, that they that, that, that they possibly can be. And at the end of the day, they're choosing to invest in fearless business and me. Um, so the least I can do is to give them some, you know, great results back in return. Um, but my success hasn't come without um, a struggle. And I, I actually felt that it, it was really worthwhile on this um, podcast episode today to, to share some of the ins and outs of the struggle and what I've done to overcome those and carry on delivering what I consider to be, um, you know, first class like coaching to my clients, um, irrespective of what other external circumstances have been going on around me. Um, and there, there's been times basically where I've, I've had to face some hard truths and to go back to basics and, um, you know, re-strategize in order to keep my business from essentially at times, like you, you worry about, gosh, is this it? Is the business going to go under. Um, and through learning these lessons, I've uh, formulated essentially three top tips, which I'm going to share with you today, that I hope will help any coach who's looking to improve their coaching skills and grow their coaching practice. So my, my first tip, my first recommendation would be to make sure that you have um, emotionally detached yourself from every single client outcome. Of course, business coaching is a, a really great job. Um, it's very social. It's great for networking. It's great in terms of building professional relationships. However, the connections that you have with your clients has to stay professional at all times. And as a business coach, you're here to guide your clients through their entrepreneurial journey, improve their business, uh, change, transform their lives. You're not actually here to be their friend. And I know too many coaches who um, see, see being like, becoming friends with their clients as um, a really high priority. The reality is like each and every one of you who are listening to this, you already have friends. You, you don't go into business to necessarily make more friends, albeit some of those connections may become friends in the future. The, the, the downsides to being friendly with clients are that at first it may seem that it's easier to communicate with them because you've built such great rapport and you have that open relationship with them. However, with this comes the danger that eventually you're going to end up treading on eggshells around them because you've gotten attached to that client and their outcome so much that you can't give that client the honest truth uh, for fear of upsetting them. Effectively, your opinions become biased because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Okay. Um, and again, this is something which I think it's, I know, I'm, I recognize that this episode and what I'm saying here is potentially going to be slightly controversial, but hey, where's the harm in that? Um, because I, this is something which I think that as coaches, we need to be open. We need to talk about this sort of stuff. And I, I'm a member of several coaching masterminds. 
So my my personal development is also, you know, of an absolute priority to make sure I'm staying at the top of my game. Fundamentally, though, a business coach is is someone who is not afraid to speak their mind. And in, in addition to that, you've been given the responsibility of improving someone's business, which undoubtedly comes with having some hard conversations. That's what they're paying you to do in the first place. So especially when it um, involves money. And ultimately, you can't be sensitive. You can't be too sensitive when providing feedback because your client won't improve. Uh, if you play it safe, if you're there just to give them a hug and not occasionally punch them in the face when they need to be punched in the face, metaphorically, of course, I wouldn't suggest you actually do that physically because you won't have a very long career as a coach, that's for sure. Um, but ultimately, if all you do is you're giving them a hug, it, it completely undermines everything that you're there, there and supposed to be doing as a coach. It doesn't actually help the client move forward. It's a, imagine the situation, right, where uh, a boxing coach... Um, all they do is, um, you know, every time you get into the ring is they just give you this, um, this big hug and then you step up into the ring to fight somebody. And the first thing that happens is you get punched in the face. It's going to become like, it's going to come as a really big shock. So, uh, don't just dish out hugs. You've also got to dish out a bit of tough love. And I don't believe you can do that genuinely if you're too friendly with your clients, your clients may also hold you more accountable if things don't go to plan. So when coaching a client, we know that their results are entirely reliant on the amount of effort and dedication they put in. And I'm sure we've all had those moments as a coach where uh, we've had to let a client go because they weren't putting the work in that was required to improve their business, or they've just turned around and claimed that you sold them a lie. The reality is, though, that we know that some people just aren't coachable. And so you give them tasks at the end of a session, but they don't actually do the work. And I've had examples of clients where uh, they, they'll send me the results of their, I'm dead bunny is here, but hope, you know, their homework tasks, they'll give them to me the, the, the day before, the night before our next coaching session. And I have to pull them up on that. I'm like, listen, if you're leaving this till the last minute, you're doing this for me, not for you. And the reality is you want your clients to be self-sufficient to a point. So actually at some point, you can break that coaching relationship and they, you know that they've got this on their own. They can do it on their own. So, you know, if they're not putting the work in that's required to improve their business, um, you've effectively sold them a lie. And, and you, you need to have a, a certain level of accountability. If, if you're too friendly with them, you may be too invest, emotionally invested to hold your ground, speak your truth. And, um, you know, especially if they decide to pull a fast one on you and, and don't do the work that's required. So don't put yourself in a position where you may come across as vulnerable or easily manipulated in that respect. My second tip is to um, learn new techniques. You know, you can't just rely on, you know, the, 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 the one tool or methodology that you learn at coach school. Um, you know, some of my favorites actually include, um, you know, uh, the very well-known models, the grow model, uh, NLP techniques. There's an, one of my favorites is the work by Byron Katie. It's a really simple four-step process. Uh, Rich Litvin's prosperous coach methodology. Um, these are all amazing methodologies, but if you just rely on one, I don't fully believe that you can service a client. You can't coach a client to their full potential and have powerful coaching conversations with them. I believe that you do need to learn different, uh, you know, a multi, not multitude, but you need to learn different coaching techniques in order to be able to apply the right tool uh, to the right problem to, in order to create the right solution. You know, the grow model is pretty simple. So in a coaching client, um, with a, when coaching a client, you start by asking like, what's their ultimate goal? 
You can then help them to outline an objective that they need to work towards and the outcome that they'd like to see. And next, you get them to, uh, for example, take a look at their, their current reality. What is it that they're doing currently that's working well for them? What do they need to improve on? And this helps your clients to move on to the next step, which is establishing their options. You know, and, and now we're starting to get into the realms of we're not just kind of talking about the problem. We're actually starting to be able to deliver solutions in a structured format. And you can highlight lots of different routes at this point your client could take to achieve those goals, um, emphasizing like the pros and cons of each option to them and, and walking them through it in great detail. And finally, you move on to um, their will. You know, what's your client willing to do in order to achieve that goal? Because you can have all these different options, but if the motivation isn't there in order to, to, to do it, to take the actions in order to do it, then they're not going to get the desired outcome results. So what are the backup plans um, that you need to create in, order, in, in case those actions don't work? You then move on to something like NLP, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. I'll put my teeth back in. So this is a methodology around understanding like how your thoughts affect your behavior. Um, and I, one of the things which I like to do when I'm coaching clients is to use a, um, like a modeling technique. So this is similar to the laws of attraction um, in, in so much that whatever you decide to focus on, your, you can move towards it. It's about surrounding yourself with um, other, you know, like-minded people, similar high achievers, and modeling yourself based on something which other people are doing, which is already successful. Um, and my advice is, uh, around this for putting this into practice is to invest in a coach yourself, because um, often you see your, a coach will see things that otherwise you won't see your, in yourself. You cannot figure all of this stuff out for yourself. Um, and that way you, you, you actively have someone in your life as well to look up to. They can pass down information that you can utilize with your clients for your own benefit, but also for your clients' benefits. Um, and another good idea is like, even if you don't want to hire a coach, at least read up on, you know, look at people you do um, look up to and respect in the coaching space and read their books. Rich Litvin has, um, you know, several different books out there. Rich Litvin, Byron Katie, you know, they've got tons of videos on, on YouTube, which you should just be sitting down and binging on if you want to learn about some of the best coaching techniques out there. Um, so one of my favorite books is The Prosperous Coach, um, which has really highly influenced my own coaching techniques. Uh, you know, whether it comes to sort of um, helping out with people, helping clients out with um, mindset issues, my methodology with fearless business is much more, a bit more practical, tactical, I would call it, around productizing services and pricing and things like that. But that does also include soft, the softer skills around sort of um, money mindset, confidence, your icky guy, like your, your purpose, your mission, your vision, your values, and all of that good stuff as well. Um, and, and actually, like reading and understanding, um, you know, how the likes of Rich Litvin and Byron Katie deliver their coaching has, ended, has ultimately given me, I would say, fairly strong foundations for my practice. And also it um, has highlighted to me areas where I am strong as a coach, but also areas where I'm not so strong as a coach. And so that's why, you know, for example, on the mindset side of things, I struggle a little bit with that. And uh, I've I've brought in, you know, Coach Kate, Kate Hunter into the Fearless Business Program, who works with clients specifically on mindset, because ultimately she's better at it than me. And she's going to get a better result for clients as well. Um, you know, and if you're a business coach yourself, try incorporating your own methodology. Like, don't just rely on other people's methodologies, but you've got great skills as a coach as well. So as a business coach myself who helps other coaches and consultants, I I, I like to include my own practices within my, my work, my own toolkit that I've created over the last five years. My thing is about being fearless and confident, which helps my clients to confidently charge 
you know, more than what they're currently charging. I have to have um, eaten my own medicine as well and practiced what I preached. And I've been through all of this myself with my agency and for myself. And I include, you know, around, um, uh, you know, when it comes to mindset, um, if, if I go into my office knowing that I'm not feeling hundred percent myself that day, I, you know, it's actually okay just to, just to let the day go, just go and lie down on the sofa and just, um, chill out for a bit. Uh, if there's nothing, you know, no, if there's no sort of, uh, direct work, coaching work, which is going to happen that day. Um, because ultimately, like if I'm, if I'm showing up, not giving hundred percent, then I, I'm not giving my clients the service, which they deserve. So occasionally, if you know your energy levels are down, I practice what I preach, I take time off, I regroup. And then when I do sit down for coaching sessions, I'm giving it absolutely everything. And if you, cause if you just power through the day, despite knowing that you've reached a limit, ultimately your performance increases the chance of burnout. It's going to be really detrimental to your performance as a business coach. Um, and so this leads me on to my final point, which is um, about making sure that you have an oxygen mask. And I, I don't mean that literally, uh, of course, um, but it's my way of saying that if, if you should know when to take time for yourself and to have a breather. Um, but as a coach, it requires such a huge like social battery that gets depleted quite quickly. You know, my, my professional life involves me speaking, coaching clients. I've got to manage my team, uh, guesting at events, hosting a podcast, doing videos, and as much as I enjoy all this stuff, it does take a toll um, after a period of time, which builds up gradually. Besides, and, and besides like being a, a business coach and running a coaching practice, I'm also a father and a husband. So I've got to be present for my family once my working day is over. And this is like goes back to my earlier point about setting boundaries. Um, a, a tip for you that I practice routinely is to set yourself a curfew on social media and work emails. For example, at six o'clock every night, I leave my phone on the side in the kitchen, I put it down, I charge, recharge my phone, but I, like it's just there in the kitchen and I, I let it go. I never take it to bed with me. Um, when I'm with my children, it's never in my pocket. It's never nearby because there's always that potential for distraction. Um, and, and that's it. It gives me a chance to like fully unwind from the day, switch off from my clients, from the business, from the podcast, from my team, from everything else, or whatever's happened at work that day. And also, like a really simple thing, because I don't take my phone to bed, I sleep better. I'm not, I'm not lasting at night checking my phone and, and having problems that then like keep me awake. I don't check it first thing in the morning. And just not having that electrical device that's connected to 4G next to me, um, you know, I don't, I don't have to worry about anything work-related until I choose to switch on to work at nine o'clock after the school run. And at the end of the day, like life's too short. There's no point worrying about something that can be sorted out the next day. So, um, so there you go. So that, that's my, my three tips, uh, around becoming a better mentor or a coach, um, a business coach. Um, like I said, you've got to make sure that you're emotionally detached from, so tip number one, make sure you're emotionally detached from, um, every client outcome. Uh, you're not there to be their friend. You're there to coach them and get them, you know, hold them to account and make sure their performance is better. Make sure, second tip is make sure that you do upskill yourself and learn different coaching techniques, um, from some of the coaches that you look up to and respect and you can see are getting great results. And the third tip is just to make sure that you do re-energize yourself, like take breaks, um, you, you know, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. 
So if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a thumbs up. Make sure that you do subscribe to the podcast um, so you can get notified about future episodes. And it would help us immensely if you could take time to drop us a review on iTunes as well. Just help other people to um, find the podcast. If there's something desperately that you would like me to talk about and cover on the podcast, um, please do uh, drop me an email, robin at fearless.biz with your suggestions. I always love talking to um, to, to my listeners and hearing uh, what sort of things they would love to, to learn about. Uh, in the fearless business world. And finally, if you'd like any more information about launching your own coaching business, uh, do connect with me on social media or through my website, fearless.biz. I'm also on Instagram, LinkedIn, all the usual sort of channels as well. Uh, My details are up there. Drop me a line. For now, um, wish you a a prosperous day in your coaching practice, consultancy business, uh, or in your freelance agency, uh, or wherever it is that you're working. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Take care.